0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Thank you for tuning in and welcome to another epic edition of the Jerry Jones Show. Hosted by Jerry Jones, along with his sidekick, Kevin Anderson. Each and every episode is guaranteed to increase your profits and decrease your stress in dentistry. Welcome to the show. Welcome everybody, Jerry Jones here and we're joining another epic edition of the Jerry Jones Radio Show. And with me today, I have my uh, good buddy, Kevin Anderson, joining me from down in Southern Oregon. Kevin, how's it going?
0: Hey, it is good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great.
1: Um, so for any of you listening live, uh, make sure you give us a call. We'd love to talk to you, love to answer your questions. The dial-in number, 323-870-3489. Again, it's 323 870 Three four eight nine. Um, thanks for joining us. Appreciate you tuning in, whether you're listening live or you're streaming um, as a podcast or uh, uh, from Dental Town, from JerryJonesDirect.com forward slash podcast, from Blog Talk Radio, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you're catching us. Um, welcome. Kevin, I was looking at our statistics this morning because I'm a stats geek. Um, I like to see things grow. And, man, the, the podcast is just growing. It's growing and growing and growing. The number of listeners grows every week. Um, so for those of you sharing with your friends and colleagues, um, this radio show, thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, this show, obviously, not for everyone, um, not for the uh, thin-skinned, li- lily-livered sapsuckers, as my dad would say, but um, but for those who are determined to win in business and are excited to take action. So um, our sponsor today, before we get too far into this, dentalofficeincome.com. Again, that's dentalofficeincome.com. That's our sponsor for today's show. So go and check out dentalofficeincome.com if you are looking for a secondary source of income in your practice. And if you're interested in making money when your practice doors are closed and you're not seeing patients, that is a great place to get started. Um, And I speak from experience. So um, Kev, um, what are we talking about today?
0: We are going to talk about uh, end-of-year insurance uh, um, extraction, um, insurance benefits extraction, because there are an awful lot of people out there who pay money month after month for their insurance but don't use it.
1: Too many um, don't use it, and I think um, a lot of docs just kind of accept that, that, uh, well, there's really not much I can do. Um, but those benefits evaporate and become huge profits for the insurance companies. I, you know, Kevin, a while ago, someone, I think it was Dr. Howard Perrin, uh, shared with me the statistic on the amount of unused insurance in America, and the the dollar amount is mind boggling. It's in the, you know, millions and millions and millions and millions of hundreds of millions of dollars, um, and something like the average person with fifteen hundred dollars worth of benefits ends the year with at least a thousand dollars worth of benefits. So it's like, man, you're paying like, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, $90 a month as a consumer for this insurance or assistance. It should really be called assistance. Uh, And people aren't taking advantage of it. They'd be better off like putting money away into a savings account and using it when they need it. But, you know, we're not going to change most people's habits. So we might as well uh, figure out how to take advantage of the habits that are there and help, Folks maximize their insurance and benefits. So, yeah, I'm excited. So, a um, couple of factors. Uh, if you're if you're online uh, listening to this, you can see maybe some of the information about today's episode. Um, but a couple of the big factors, motivational factors that you can use to leverage to move your patients to taking action, uh, is you know we've got this looming deadline of 1231. And then after that, the money that, they've, you know, that they have to spend in an office for benefits vanishes after that deadline. So we've got a couple of really important um, motivational factors, I guess, we should, we should talk about. Um, and then uh, I think there's probably another factor that we could throw in there, too. Um, you know, a lot of folks want to improve their health. Uh, and so by making them aware and repeating your message to them that, hey, 1231, that's the big day. That's the day you lose your insurance benefits. You've got some time to do something about it before then. I think if you do that a few times, let patients know, um, then, uh, then you win and so do they. Um, and I think that's a real important thing. I love it when both parties come out ahead. So we're just the messenger today, uh, Kev. Um, so let's dive in. This. We've got, we're going to talk about four things. Patient communications. In other words, what are you saying to them? Um, or not what are you saying, how are you saying it to them? How is the message getting to them? Patient selection, in other words, the who, who gets this message. Timing, when you should do this and for how long, and then the message. What should your message be? Um, so that's, that's the four areas that we're going to focus on uh, today. So, um, Kev, I'll, I'll kind of let you get started with that first one, that patient communication. Let's, let's dive into that first.
0: <clears throat> yeah we've got a we 've got a couple of main resources that uh that we should use and uh, I tell you what I will um give you a little list of these and ask you to uh, elaborate so um the main ones that uh we look at using are email telephone direct mail and in person so tell me a bit about how you use the email all right you bet
1: um Email, obviously, inexpensive, right? There's no cost here. It's just time to formulate draft an email. Um, So email is obviously really inexpensive, and they can be effective. Uh, The key with email is uh, a couple of things. One, your subject line has to be enticing. It has to be interesting to the reader by the throat. It is the, quote, unquote, headline of your ad. So a headline of your ad can't be – Dr. John Smith, DDS, that's not a headline. Neither is Silver Creek Dentistry. That's not a headline. Another headline isn't a message from Silver Creek Dentistry. That's not really a headline. A more compelling headline is, on December 31st, you may well lose your insurance benefits for the year. You know, that's a good headline. A better headline still, that's not even that great of a headline even. I'm I'm doing this on the fly, Kev. Another one would be, um, the end of the year is fast approaching, don't make this mistake. Um, that's a good headline. Uh, when January first gets here, are you going, are you going to regret not not investing your insurance benefits? Uh, that's not that great, but that's better than you know a message from Doctor Sean Smith or something like that. So that subject line has to be powerful. It has to grab the reader's attention and get them to open the email and not delete it. So um, the the body of the email, of course, is informing them. About where they may well lose their benefits at the end of the year if they don't actually use them. So it's a use it or lose it situation. Um, uh, so that email, let's use it. It's important. You probably have a list of, pa- of patients uh, who are um, uh, insured patients who should be getting this email. It's pretty easy to craft. You can send it out through your practice management software or through your um, a company like Demand Force. We use Demand Force in my office, so you can. You know, you can create a simple email to go out through Demand Force, And, you know, I mean, we'll get to the who part of it here in a bit. But, um, you know, you don't want to necessarily send that email to people who don't have insurance. It's kind of a waste of your time and a waste of their time, and it shows that you're really not paying attention. Um, so, you know, that's something we'll get here to in a moment. Um, so, Kev, that's, I mean, email, I probably, if, if I were starting now, and we'll get into timing, but uh, we're doing this the first part of October. So, you know, if I were going to we're we going to start now in this campaign, which you should be. Um, I'd probably send up to two, maybe even three emails a month to this list to this group of patients who have insurance benefits that are unused. Um, and I certainly would you know not want to do it less than once or twice a month. Um, so you want to hit them up you want to hit them a couple times with email. Um, and here's the nice thing. Once you craft your message, whether it's for email, a direct mail piece or your script for in-person, the same message can be used in each of the media, so to speak, that we're going to talk about. So craft one message. If you need help, reach out Jerry at jerryjonesdark.com. I'll share with you, um, uh, the message that we use. Um, happy to send it to you. Um, so yeah, that's, that's email.
0: Gotcha. And multiple times so that you are dripping on them because, uh, uh, People's nature, uh, we need to be reminded or incentivized. So, uh, next, um, telephone. How do you use the phone to reach out to these people?
1: Um, you mentioned incentivize, uh, by the way, mm-hmm. and your communication to your patients, uh, it's best to include an incentive. And we'll get to that here in a moment in this message. Um, and we'll kind of discuss that a little bit more. But yeah, incentive, incentives are good. Phone, um, <laughs> um, pretty simple. Send out, you know, when you send out your first email, those same people should get a phone call and you're not going to have emails for everybody. So when you, when you, when we get to the point where we're talking about who um, you know, those that don't have email, give them a phone call. And the phone call is pretty simple. Hi, this is Mary from um, wellness Springs dental of Salem. Just calling to remind you that uh, on December 31st, the remaining insurance benefits you have will expire and it's a use it or lose it situation. If you'd like to uh, book an appointment for your treatment that that has been recommended by Dr. Smith, please give us a call. We'll be happy to take care of that for you Uh, or something along those lines. Um, But you can leave a message. Uh, You can, you know, only leave. You can only talk to uh, live people. Um, I would do both. I would leave a message and I would talk to live people. If you're going to take the time to dial it, leave a message. Nothing frustrates me more, Kevin, than when people call me and they don't leave a message. It's like, why did you call me in the first place? Right. If it wasn't important enough for you to leave a message, or to tell me at least who the heck you are and why you called, um, it isn't important enough for me to call you back or take your call when you do decide to call again. So um, I like it when people leave a message. That's a personal thing, but you know, other people may have a different bent on that. What do you think? I mean, do you like it messages, or do you like it when people call you and then hang up and don't leave a message?
0: Oh, absolutely, leave a message, and you know, it doesn't have to be elaborate. It can be as simple as um, when it's when it's someone close, Hey, uh, give me a call. Um, but gee, was, was there a reason for you calling me? I drives me nuts, nuts when someone uh, calls and hangs up and doesn't, uh, doesn't give me some information about it.
1: Yeah. Well, and and there again, like if I'm a motivated person and you call me and you tell me, Hey Jerry, um, you know, you have $1,400 left on your insurance benefits or whatever, um, and if you don't use it by December 31st, those, those benefits go away. Um, I hate wasting money. I'm going to pick up that phone and go, what can I get done? <laughs> I mean, that's me. Um, and there, are, and you're going to have patients like that in, in your, in your base of patients who, you know, they want that, uh, they want the reminder and they want to, they want to take action. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think leaving a message is good and, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be elaborate. Like you said, it can be, you know, Hey, this is Mary. I'm just calling about your insurance benefits. That expire at the end of the year. Please give me a call. That's it. You know, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Um, So, yeah, that's fun. And I and and again, Kev, with phones, kind of emails, I mean, I think two to three calls between, you know, between one a month, October, November, December. Right. So do one a month. Um, That's not going to overwhelm somebody. It's not going to upset them. If they get upset, they've got bigger problems in their life. And, you know, and it has nothing to do with you, most likely.
0: Perfect. Um, direct mail. So reaching out to, uh, to the people on your, um, on your list and, uh, delivering a message via direct mail.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I like direct mail for a whole bunch of reasons. It's, it's remains today one of my favorite media to use, um, for a variety of reasons. Uh, people can read it when they have the time to read it. Um, if, this, if direct mail is done properly and it's, quote, unquote, A pile mail versus B pile mail, um, and I won't do a, a course on direct mail here, but um, A pile mail essentially means that it looks personal. It doesn't look like you're one of 15 million people that got the same envelope. Uh, a pile mail typically is hand addressed. It has a first class commemorative stamp. Um, and, it, you know, that's A pile mail. Um, B pile mail looks junk, like junk mail. Um, and so, the more your mail looks like A pile as opposed to B pile, the better off you're going to be, the better your response rates will be. Um, but direct mail is great. So, you know, write a letter, a simple note um, to each of these patients, personalize his bet. So, dear Mary, you know, dear Mary, this is Dr. Smith, or this is Susie from Dr. Smith's office. I'm just writing to let you know that at the end of the year, the remaining insurance benefits you have are going to be expiring. And I'd hate to see you lose your insurance benefits, you know, something along, along those lines. Please call today to schedule your appointment. Um, now, we'll get into this in the message, but in that letter, that's certainly where you want to mention any incentive that you might have for, for those patients that are going to pick up the phone and schedule. So um, yeah. So, I mean, I think those are four uh, or, or those are the first three of four um, really great uh, patient communication um, methods. So, and we've got a fourth one too.
0: Yes. And the fourth one is uh, fairly obvious, but I think it's probably overlooked is in person.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, I think it is overlooked a lot. So, look, every day you have between 16 and 50, 60 people walking into your office. Half of them are going to have insurance in in most offices, maybe even more. So why not have that conversation with each one of those patients? Hey, Susie, I just looked, and it appears that you have about $900 left on your insurance benefits before the end of the year. If you don't use them, you will lose them. Did you want to go ahead and schedule that crown now? well, I mean, what a great, you know, I mean, they're headed out the door or they're just coming in and, you know, for a cleaning and they have treatment to be done. So bring it up. Um, if you don't, it's kind of like it's your fault, right? I mean, um, you have an opportunity here to help the pay, help your patients get the care they need and help yourself at the same time and help your team. Uh, so why not? It's, it's free. It costs you nothing. And if you can come up with a clever, clear, easily understood script that can be communicated from your front office person or your DAs to the patients. Fantastic. As a matter of fact, your hygienists should also be talking about it. They, because oftentimes Kev, as you know, a lot of treatment comes from hygiene. So they should be talking about that to patients as well who have, um, you know, who have uh, insurance benefits remaining. Um, so, I mean, I think those four are fantastic. There's, there's another four. Um, I did a training, last week on this very topic for our Clear Path Society members. And I covered four more um, methods, uh, communication methods. But for the average practice, these first four are going to be – they're going to be sufficient. Um, If uh, folks would like information on the other four, um, you know, reach out. We can talk about membership and and get you into that uh, training webinar that I just completed last week. So, um, yeah, so that's communications, Kev.
0: Perfect. So how do you – how do you go about patient selection and deciding who? Where do you, where do you find that information?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is, this is stuff that should be in, in the typical practice management software. So um, now I'm going to make this caveat. While, it's, while it should be in the software, the information in your practice management software is only going to be as accurate as the people who have been putting information in to your practice management software. So that means if someone is not recording insurance payments, they're not recording insurance procedures, et cetera, properly, then the information that your practice management software spits out to you is going to be crazy and incorrect. So what I'm about to talk about is predicated on the simple fact that what's in your practice management software must be accurate. So I'll give you an example. Um, Susie's been in for a crown this year and the crown was $1,200 and she has $1,500 an annual benefit. Um, and let's just to keep the math simple, and we won't talk about deductibles and we won't talk about waiting periods or any other BS, but, um, let's just keep the math simple. She would have $300 left of insurance benefits for the year. Um, so, you know, in, in that instance, um, unless your team has been inputting payments properly and recording write-offs properly and recording, uh, uh, co-payments properly, and so on, that information should be accurate. In other words, Susie should, in fact, have $300 left. But if somebody missed something somewhere along the lines, the practice management software information may well be incorrect. In other words, Susie might show up with $1,500 in benefits to use instead of $300. So this is a situation where you, you need to um, make sure that your team is um, really focused on the information that is being put in and spit out from your practice management software. But most of them have, Kevin, this really simple export feature where you can click export all patients with remaining insurance benefits. And they did that for this very reason so that you could communicate with them. So, um, you know, this is where you you get your list of patients. And then what I'd recommend doing is um, make sure that you go through and audit um, a select number of these patients to ensure that the information you're getting from your practice management software is in fact correct. So let's say for example, you, you found a hundred with remaining insurance benefits. Well, then we're gonna go in and we're gonna check you know, every fifth or every 10th one to make sure that it's accurate, right? Um, so that's, that's how you find out who. So you export that information to an simple Excel spreadsheet, for example, uh, and then, then you have their phone number, their email address and their address. And then these communications that we talked about at the very beginning can begin. So that's sort of the quick, you know, uh, down and dirty on patient selection.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Um, So now that we know how we're um, delivering a message and who we're delivering it to um, when, and how long should we be uh, delivering this message of uh, um, insurance benefits?
1: Well, I'm, the longer you can spend on the, the campaign, so to speak, the better. So, Kev, what we do is we call these campaigns. So, for example, in our office right now, we have begun the end of year insurance campaign. And so, this campaign runs from October 1st through about mid December. Um, we don't go all the way to the end of December typically because we're so booked up at the end of December, we don't, you know, we don't we can't handle anybody else. Um, and so, part of um, Part of that process, when it starts in October, um, we, we typically start with a direct mail piece. And then we um, and about 7 to 14 days later, we make a phone call. There's an email thrown in there somewhere. And then the beginning of next month, November, we do a postcard. And then we repeat the process, email, phone call, somewhere in there. And then December, early December, we're repeating the process again. We'll, we'll send either a letter or a postcard again. That letter or postcard will say final notice on it. Um, so they know that this is the last time they're going to hear from us via mail about it. Um, we'll do an email. We'll probably do one more phone call to those who have not taken action. Um, and then each month as you move along, Kevin, you want to remove those who have come in, who've made appointments. You want to remove them from the list. So you're not continuing to tell them that they have insurance benefits remaining, but basically multiple contacts through various media that we've talked about and others, um, that we didn't talk about that are viable. Um, And you're basically going from October, the beginning of October through mid-December, and it just needs to be a consistent planned event every few weeks. Something should be happening. While this is going on, of course, you're doing the in-person thing with each patient who walks into the door that has benefits remaining. So that's sort of the timing. And I guess before we go too far, Kev, I want to make sure um, today our show is going to be a little short. I should have said something in the beginning, but we're cutting our short uh, show a little short today. So we're going to end in about, you know, five or 10 minutes. So um, anybody who is listening wants to call in live, feel free to do so. Um, it'll be a fast rapid fire question and answer, but 870 3489 is the call in. So that's timing Kev and a few other <laughs> items to boot.
0: so um what is the message what is it that we're trying to deliver other than hey you have um, benefits um how do you get them to act and act now
1: well the the action component is really important so what we don't want patients doing is getting a message from us in october and then waiting until december 15th to make Um, that doesn't serve them and it doesn't serve us very well. Uh, It it frustrates patients if they can't get in at the last minute, and it should frustrate the heck out of the doctor for losing out on that opportunity. So the reason why we start in October is this multiple hits to prevent as many people as possible from jamming you up at the end of the year um, and having you work till midnight on the 31st. So um, part of that message is, hey, look, we really want you to take advantage of these benefits. But we're super busy in November and December, plus the holidays throw everything into, you know, a complete scheduling nightmare. So whatever, do whatever you can do to get in as early as possible. So take this message, tape it to your forehead, put it on your refrigerator, put it by your computer, put it by your phone, you know, put a reminder in your calendar on your iPhone, whatever you need to do to remind yourself, but you want to make this call sooner rather than later. So you're leveraging this this diminishing appointment opportunities. Um, that's a real important point. So we've got a deadline of 12:31. Uh, we've got their money that's burning a hole in their pocket that's going to go away and evaporate at the end of the year. Um, we've got another factor that the practice is just super busy the last two months of the year, and it's difficult to get in anyway because of all these folks trying to jam in their treatment at the last minute. Um, you know, y- you want them to uh, also understand that if they have extensive work, they can come in in December, for example, get started on part of their uh, treatment plan and then come back in January and finish up their treatment plan using next year's insurance benefits, even though it might only be 15 to 20 days later. So you wanna be able to help, you wanna help patients understand how to structure their treatment plan so that it's in their best interest. And by the way, it just so happens to benefit you too. Um, So I think that's really important. Um, And and this is the the part where I wanna talk about financial incentive. a lot of folks might be hesitant to utilize a financial incentive to get patients to make that phone call. Um, but what I found over the years is that um, all of these factors deadlines, um, practice is really busy, hard to get into, end of the year, and all the other things we've talked about um, you can, if it, as the campaign marches from October to November to December, and if people are not taking action, there's not enough people moving as fast as you want to move, you can use a financial incentive to do that. And the nice thing is it's your financial incentive, so you can make it work however you want. So one of the things we do in my office is if if not enough people are taking action by December, by the 1st of December, we're looking at that list and monitoring it and saying to ourselves, um, you know, 8 out of of 10 haven't moved. 20% of of the people with insurance benefits have done something. 80% have not. So let's take that 80% and give them one last opportunity, and let's make a financial incentive for them to take action. So in this situation, Kevin, we're, what we're really looking at is I would rather have 80% of something instead of 100% of nothing. So for our patients with insurance that have a deadline coming up we are going to lose their benefits, we're giving them a 10% discount up to $150 in savings off their treatment plan if they get their butts into the practice before the end of the year. So this is something you can either do at the front end in October, you can do it in November, or you can wait until December. It's your call. It's your practice. You can do whatever you'd like. Um, I like the idea of kind of waiting and getting as many of them as you can to come in. And then for those who haven't acted, you know, you can give them a financial incentive of some kind and give them some savings. Um, And again, you want to check your insurance companies to see how discounts work and all that. I'm not going to get into any of that stuff, but I really like the idea of, uh, of folks, um, Getting a financial incentive to get moving forward. And sometimes that's what it takes. So you can't focus on what you might lose if they do show up. You have to focus on what you might gain if they show up. So fear of loss versus fear of, you know, everybody's, for most people, fear of loss is a bigger emotional event than fear, than, than, fear of gain, than, than accomplishing or gaining, right? Um, I always focus on gaining as opposed to losing because losing sucks and I hate losers and I don't want to be a loser. I mean, that's just sort of the, the crap that goes through my head. Um, so I would encourage folks to really leverage that if they can, the financial opportunity. Um, Kev, there's more to this. There's a lot more. I mean, but we had, you know, 30 minutes to, to do this show today. Um, uh, are, there, are there questions, Kevin, that you have for me that we can add to this? Um, and again, you know, we got a half hour, so it's kind of short. Um, I know we've missed a lot compared to the training I did for members. Um, but we've kind of got a short show today. Uh,
0: no, and that's all right. Uh, and I think, uh, I think it's, um, uh, it's a clear message. Um, the most, uh, most important thing is the urgency and it is an urgent, uh, issue. And there are certainly patients out there who are in need of treatment and, uh, Their lives get busy and they need this reminder. They need the reminder that, oh yeah, we need the treatment that we've talked about and um, your benefits. Hello, your benefits. They're going to run out and uh, it's your loss.
1: Yeah. I I see this as a big opportunity. I mean, you know, if you, if you embark on an insurance campaign like this end of your insurance campaign and your goal is to increase your production by $10,000, you know, five, you know, thirty three hundred dollars a month over the next three months then i think that's a that's a good goal that's not bad but what if you were shooting for 50 grand what if you were going to take all of the proceeds from this insurance campaign and it was going to pay for a year of college for your kid i mean i don't know i mean you should frankly i don't know if you should be paying for college for your kid unless they really value it i don't know that's a decision you need to make but um I mean, there's all sorts of things you can do with the catch, right? Um, So find something that motivates you and then take action and implement this campaign. Um, And again, if you'd like more information, you can, uh, you can go to jerryjonesdirect.com forward slash clear path dash society. And that's uh, where you'll find out more about our uh, membership, uh, our membership program here at Jerry Jones direct. Um, And as a member, you get access to our entire training on this as well as all of the um um pieces that go along with the training to include direct mail to include email scripts and more so um nice little package uh to pay for membership (laughs) that certainly will be the case easy easy way to pay for membership at the end of the year so uh anything else kev before we wrap up uh
0: nope got nothing
1: All right. Well, um, for everybody that tuned in today, I really appreciate it. It's been uh, our honor, uh, our privilege to have you listen. And hopefully you picked up some great uh, tips uh, to help grow your practice before the end of the year. Um, And uh, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week, next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Write down this number in case you would like to call in and get your question answered about next week's topic. 323-870-3489 and of course we'd like to thank our sponsor for this week's show dentalofficeincome.com so Kev thanks for your time bud appreciate it catch everybody soon see you next week
0: thanks for tuning in to the Jerry Jones Show if you just can't wait till the next
1: episode be sure to visit his website at jerryjonesdirect.com for more Getting a tasty breakfast sandwich with a quality cup of coffee, that's a morning victory. Getting it served quick and at a great price, that's like a morning victory with a parade and a marching band. Get a sausage McMuffin for $1 and add any size hot drip coffee for just a dollar more on McDonald's $123 menu. Hot and tasty, fast and easy. That's breakfast at McDonald's. Prices and participation may vary, it cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.